Morning, team. Nice to be company. Welcome along. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. All right, I hold my hands up. I was wrong. I never admit I'm wrong. We'll have to push the air conditioning in here. I think he's turned it off again. <laughs> uh, I was wrong about the budget. I thought fuel would go up, fags and booze. None of them. None of them got up. VAT, I predicted, but I was a percent out on that. But t- to be honest with you, it doesn't actually make any difference on the VAT, because I'm on flat rate VAT, so I charge 20% or whatever it's going to be. 20% is going to be in January. And then, pe- oh my God, that's a burst of cold air coming through, Caroline. That was quite nice, actually. Very nice. You're not here this weekend, are you? No. Is it Carl? Yeah. Oh, right, OK. I'll have to put up with that. I knew it was Carl. <laughs> I just like to check. <laughs> Poor old Carl, honestly. <laughs> Poor soul. Anyway, so I, I went out yesterday and I thought, right, it's Biggin Hill. This amazing how quickly it comes through, doesn't it? It's not bad at all. And uh, and I thought, right, I better buy I better buy an outfit for Biggin Hill. So I went out because I thought you could. I mean, I, I well, it's, apparently Richard Hakey has said he said you've got to dress up as your favourite aeroplane. So I'm going as a seven four seven. I thought, without actually too much makeup, <laughs> and uh, I thought, right, what am I going to wear for Biggin Hill? So I went out and I, I looked at some shirts in M&S, because it's a, you know, you get to that stage, and I think M&S is, is my kind of shop. It's got everything in my size, it's smart, it's at the right price. It's, it's not like you go out and you've got to buy a shirt and it's £70 or £80, you know, in there they're £25, £30. And so I bought four shirts yesterday, and quite nice shirts actually, short sleeve because I can't do long sleeved in the summer. Although people say you look like an airline pilot with a short sleeve shirt. And then I've decided, because these are stripes... I'm going to go out today and I'm going to buy some uh, some white shirts, short-sleeved, uh, for the summer. The jacket I bought is really nice. It's uh, it's a stripy jacket. So, but I, I can't remember if it's blue or cream now. It's amazing how you forget. You just see it and you think, right, I'll try that one on. And it looks a bit summery. I look as I'm about to sell ice cream. But I like it either way. And so I got that. And then I walked past this shoe shop and they sell Vans. And uh, I've seen vans before, and I've looked at them and thought, it's mainly for young people. And then I thought, you know, they look blooming comfortable. And you get to a certain age, and I'm, 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 I'm more into comfort than I am in the way they look. But these vans, so I, I picked up one pair, and they're plain. They're not too, too complicated and fussy, and they've got an England flag over them. So I, I bought those. Then I looked at another pair, and I thought, I quite like those. Because my accountant is constantly saying to me, can you spend some money? Because at the moment, you're not spending enough. Because I've become a little bit, not miserly, just a bit more careful. And now I'm not spending any money on drink. I think, well, it's, it's just kind of sitting there. I might as go, well go and buy something. So I actually bought three pairs of Vans yesterday. And I'm going to wear a pair down to Biggin Hill on Saturday. And so quite, I was quite happy. I came back and I sort of, you know, and I've, there's one pair of Vans. You have to put the laces in yourself. Oh, dear God. Trying to put laces in shoes. It's not the, it's not the best thing I'm good at. Then I took all the labels off the... Um, off all the shirts and hung all those up. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of prepared, actually. And I'm now reinvigorated. Because today it's the England match, but, I mean, I couldn't care less. I'm not going to be watching it. And, uh, and the poor producer, she said to me earlier on, she said, oh, you're going to be watching the football this afternoon. I said, yeah, yeah, we're going to be watching the football. Because she, like, she likes blokey blokes. So I said, yeah, I'm going to be sitting there, got my little shorts on and my whistle and my hat and my rattle and all the rest of it. I'm going, England, England, I think we're going to lose. I think we're going to lose. In fact, as somebody said to me earlier on, we, we've sent out a new coach for them to bring the team back. And... Uh, <laughs> Because it's easier to do the old gags, get them out of the way first thing in the morning. And I don't think we're going to win. I'm, I'm, I did this last time. You know, if, if you actually go on a downer, word might filter back. Steve Allen said you're going to lose, and it might make them try even harder. So I think we're going to come back with our tail between our legs. And we're going to go, OK, let's get rid of the, uh, the pansy football team. Because, frankly, the Dagenham girl Pipers could have done better. 
Because if we don't win this afternoon, we might as well just give up now. Might as well just give up, disband the football team, give all the money back that all these footballers have, uh, have taken off us, and uh, and give it give it to somebody more more. Dis- let's give it to pensioners. Yeah, or, or for the producer. She said she's more than happy to uh, take anything off any, and I mean anything, off any footballers out there. Money, houses, clothes. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. So, you know, I mean, if, 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 if Wayne's listening and Colleen... <laughs> no, don't, she doesn't want anything of yours, I'm afraid. She's had a look at the outfit you've worn, Colleen, and uh, she thinks you've got no taste. OK. You know, it's, it's great to have loads of money. You're a bit Ivana Trump. That's the one with the daughter Ivanka. And isn't she just? And you've and she's got all these clothes, and you just look at them. And obviously, the more money you have, the less sense of fashion because they can get you to wear anything. I remember at one time Noel Edmonds, when he was doing his crinkly bottom, was wearing Versace shirts, and every week he wore it. Now they're lovely shirts, but I mean, if you like that kind of thing, but I think a lot of people buy them because they're Versace. And they look like Versace. Dale went through a phase of every year he bought me the Versace ashtray because every year they bring out a Versace ashtray. And so I've got three of them. And they're really lovely. I mean, they're really lovely. Boxed, you know, I mean, they really look class. I've got no idea what they cost. I've never valued, but one of them had to get sent over from somewhere else because they'd run out in England. So I've got this Versace ashtray, and I've got a few things uh, which people have bought me, which I thought, right, I'm waiting till I move to the big house when I win the lottery, and then I can put this stuff up. Well, failing that, I'm going to die, and somebody else is going to take it home, which I don't really care about. And, um, and so, what was that? Yes, I bought the van. Yes, and uh, what else happened the other day? Can't remember, actually. Oh, yes, so football this afternoon. So I'm not really interested. I don't think we're going to win. I don't think we're up to it. Tomorrow they launch the iPhone, and uh, I have got one. Do you remember I said that I'd applied for it and I'd reserved it online, and then it vanished from my emails? I couldn't find it anywhere. And uh, and I said to Darren, I said, I can't find this. He, He went onto my computer, and he couldn't find it either. I hadn't deleted it. It just vanished from... Luckily, yesterday, they sent me a reminder saying, don't forget, your reserved iPhone is waiting for you tomorrow. So, phew, thank God for that. So I printed it off immediately. And so tomorrow we get the iPhone, Friday we get the results of the blood test, and then Saturday, Big and Hill. going to be quite a weekend, actually. And the heat yesterday, a friend of mine phoned me and went, I bet I know where you are. I said, you're right, I'm indoors. Because I'd been out, got the car washed, done all my shopping. Today I'm going to nip out after I finish and go and get some white shirts. I've got this thing about white shirts at the moment. And even I'm not wearing a white shirt today, but I'm going to wear a white shirt on Saturday because I think it just looks nice and crisp and... and fr- I don't like the crumpled look. I can't bear linen crumpled looks. Some people really like it. I hate it. I put a shirt on and then within two minutes it's all crumpled. And I just feel you look like an unmade bed. It's not my kind of thing at all. And the producer, I mean, you know that for months and months and months, she has to sit there, and what she does is she filters through all the uh, the texts and emails, and then she prints off, and then she brings in to me. So if somebody's particularly stupid, she puts you into the stupid box, and you kind of stay there forever and a day. So it makes no difference to her whether or not, you know, you're still sending them in, because you just disappear, and you go in her spam box, which I think is hilarious, because you, there's, there's quite a few, well, there's a couple of mentaloids, as uh, one presenter used to call them, and they, and they seem to think that we're reading them, but the trouble is they go straight into the dump box, and she takes great delight in it, you know, because once she said, look at this one, another, another sado, you know, dribbler, and bang, they're off into the, into the dump box, and they stay there. So, of course, it makes us laugh, because we think, you know, because what we're going to do very shortly, we're going to start sending back a text, which is, you know, congratulations, this one's going to cost you £10, and we're going to be deducting it because you're too stupid for words. But she has to read these poor things. Luckily, I don't have anything to do with it. I just sit here in the air conditioning, happily enjoying my life, thinking, thank God I was wrong with the budget. 
the woman in Marks and Spencer said, oh, is it budget day? I said, yeah. I said, tomorrow you're going to be so miserable. And, um, and you're not. I mean, if you're a scrounger, then you're really going to be kicked in the small spherical objects, which is good. Public spending is slashed. Pensioners and the low paid protected. VAT 20%. But as I say, makes no difference to me. I charge 20%, pay whatever it's going to be, 16%. Um, the, uh, the better off will be worse off. Which doesn't actually, if, if you're better off, it doesn't make any difference anyway, does it? Unless, of course, you've just scraped into that threshold, in which case you're probably feeling a little bit fed up with it. I mean, the country's got to pull together. They have said it time and time again. Uh, taxing time ahead for everybody, especially poor old Jordan. She's issued the, uh, the wedding invitations. To whom? We've got no idea. I don't... To whom? Well, it would be to be Michelle Heaton and a couple of other dreary old bags who aren't doing anything, luckily, on that day, because uh, nobody's going to it. So she's just issued a thing saying you're not allowed to uh, say anything to the press. <laughs> I'd be too embarrassed to tell somebody. Where are you going? Going to Jordan's wedding. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. You're la, 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 la. And then, funnily enough, Peter Andre is in one of the papers. I don't believe that one either, or this story, which says that uh, when uh, her, her wedding is on, he's jetting off to Las Vegas with some pals. Now, I don't want to be rude, but, I mean, who are his pals? Who does Peter... Who, who does he know? As far as I... We've never seen him with anybody. And, in fact, I sat there this morning thinking, Peter Andre friends. I mean, you know it's the same dreary old Botox baggages that Jordan drags around with her. The two queens uh, who are hoping to be on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. The trouble is, they're not celebrities and we'd rather they left them in there. Perhaps they could die horribly in the jungle, you know, sort of bitten by a tetsy fly or something. And, uh, and they do need the money at the moment. Time's a little bit hard. And, um, and so I'm thinking, who are Peter Andre's friends that I couldn't think of anybody? I couldn't, you know, people go, oh, yeah, I'm with Team Andre. And I hate to admit it, I'm going to have to backtrack on something again. Sorry about this. But I watched again Lenny Henry doing that chat show. He's not bad, you know. As a chat show, he's not bad at all. And except a couple of the guests yesterday trod on his lines. I could see the line coming a mile off. And they trod on the line. But he was very good. He didn't go back to it. He then, he carried, he's not bad on it. I'm not a big Lenny Henry fan. I've said that time and time again. Really not a Lenny Henry fan. And uh, he didn't do badly. Next week, you've got Denise Van Outen and Melanie Sykes. Ugh, ugh, ugh. And Denise Van Outen is complaining about television auto-cuties like Christine Bleakley, who aren't employed for their, uh, for their talents. They're just employed for the way they look. But the way I hear it, down at GMTV, as is at the moment, shortly to become a new strand for this morning, and we'll probably find out later with Jonathan Levi, who might or might not know, because he's going to be in with us on a Wednesday in future. Um... It's going to be more journalist-based. Well, to be honest with you, Christine Bleakley has got no qualifications for journalism at all. She was a trainee floor manager who's crawled her way up, but she's not good, and she's going to get found out. She's a bit like Ben Shepherd. They use Ben Shepherd on GMTV. You know, nice enough bloke, but not a clue. Not a clue. And, uh, and I suppose it's evident by the fact that he's not on television. I watched a Bradley Walsh quiz the other day, and I kept thinking how easy it would be to fiddle. They have a contestant on, and then they have somebody called the Chaser. And the Chaser is either this big fat bird or this big fat bloke. But they know the answers to everything. I thought, well, it would be quite easy just to feed them the answers. I didn't actually see why it would be difficult, because they're playing against a member of the public, and I didn't understand it at all. Perhaps somebody might have to explain it to me. Quarter past five is the time. (laughs) 
These are the headlines. A senior Lib Dem minister claims a rise in VAT to 20% is unavoidable as he defends a budget move his party opposed in the election campaign. Police are trying to find the driver of a blue BMW after a young jogger was knocked down and killed in North London. And England play Slovenia in the World Cup later in what Captain Stephen Gerrard's called a do-or-die match. Let's have a check on the roads for you this morning. It's Matt Jones. Thank you very much, Steve. Yes, good morning. We'll start off in... Morning, everybody. 18 minutes past five. Nick Ferrari at breakfast is giving you the opportunity of a lifetime. You could win an all-expenses-paid trip to attend the FIFA World Cup final in Johannesburg on the 11th of July. It's all thanks to FIFA World Cup official sponsors, McDonald's. Be, stalled, be sure to... I can't ever read that line. Be sure to tune in from 7am if you want to win this incredible prize. How lovely. The stuff we're giving away on LBC at the moment. We must be crackers. We're just giving away so much stuff. I feel sorry for Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman was the Different Strokes star. And I'll tell you why I feel sorry for him. Because his uh, ex-wife was the one who gave the go-ahead to switch off his life support machine. He'd taken out a court injunction against her three months prior to that, saying that she had shown a tendency to damage, destroy and steal my property. The moment he has this fall at home, she's got the life support switched off so bloody quickly... You can't believe it. And uh, he apparently won this restraining order against his ex-wife three months before she gave the go-ahead to switch off the life support. Something smells rotten here, as far as I'm concerned. She was divorced in 2008, and she's uh, disputing a will, leaving everything to his ex-lover. She claims a later will made her sole... Isn't it vile when, when people start uh, fighting? In his case, though, he's been, he's been cremated... He didn't want any fuss, didn't want a big funeral. He'd already decided that he wanted a, a, quick, a quick cremation. And I don't even know if she was there. But she made the decision. Why they asked your ex-wife to turn off the life support machine when he got a restraining order against her, which had been agreed by the court, that she's shown a tendency to steal from him? I mean, really, it's too revolting for words. George Michael loved a trip to Australia so much he bought a £3 million house. It's... Uh, a three-storey, five-bedroom house in an exclusive area of Sydney. That's an area, apparently. And um, it has a pool, glass walls, a terrace and a huge deck, I think it says here. It's described as the, uh, the ideal place for entertaining. He doesn't do entertaining. He doesn't do it. He does it on a one-to-one -one basis. He goes out and he meets people and he goes and sits on a boat and that's it. He doesn't, he doesn't throw lavish parties. It's not his, uh, his, his kind of thing. Martina Navratilova's just paid off another girlfriend... This one's got two million. She's paid off two before. Uh, every time she finishes a relationship, she gives them money so they'll effectively bugger off and not write books about her. Because that's what they do. People go out with her and then they write books. There must be something the matter with lesbians at the moment because we've got the one on Big Brother. She is so vile and every lesbian they've had in there is just awful. The chips on their shoulder. But, yeah, admittedly all of them are, but why is it that the lesbians in particular are just particularly awful? I mean, the one in there at the moment is trying to get hold of this other girl. Now, if it was a gay guy, they'd have slapped it down straight away. She's already said to Big Brother, listen, why don't you, t why don't you put us in a room together and turn the lights off and turn the cameras off? I thought, you pervert. Disgusting woman. Kick her out. Kick her out. Unfortunately, she's not up for eviction this week because she's managed to nominate somebody else, Mario, who, frankly, I mean, you could, you know, you could be on another planet and not know who he, who he is. I've got no idea. But she's particularly revolting. Jovan is particularly revolting. They're all vile. 
They're all... There's not one saving grace. Even Ben in there must have been dropped on his head as a child. This is the, uh, like, you know, okay, posh boy. What's he doing in there? What are you doing in there, love? You know, your mother must be watching you thinking, you're out your depth. You're dealing with nasty people, Ben. You know, it's not all... Okay, let's, it's Pim's o'clock. Okay, let's have a Pim's. It's not like that, sweet pea. You know, you're dealing with a nasty little woman who wears silly hats with a big chip on her shoulder. They were all showed, uh, asked to hold up a photograph the other day, something that meant something to them. She held up a picture of her ex-girlfriend. Uh, dear God in heaven, that's just too much. I do like Jane Moore. We like Jane Moore full stop. Sometimes she, she's a bit like me, you know, sometimes she gets it absolutely on the head and other times she's just right. And she talks about uh, Labourite Diane Abbott, who frankly makes my fresh, flesh creep. I cannot bear Diane Abbott. And she says here, she opted to send her son to a top private school. She wasn't showing double standards. Goodness me, no, to paraphrase Ali G, it's because she is black. I'm a West Indian mum and West Indian mums go to the wall for their children, she says. Jane Moore writes, what hypocri- hypocritical, self-justifying nonsense. Ms Abbott, small wonder, makes much of her working-class roots, but the simple fact is she benefited from going to a grammar school for girls, then on to uh, Newnham College in Cambridge. Her grammar school was closed by Labour, along with many other supposedly elitist establishments. Now, of course, she sends her son to a private school. It's a case of she's another champagne socialist, I'm afraid. Jane Moore hits the, uh, the nail right on the head. Staunch Labourite Diane Abbott. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Go away. Go away. Not nice at all. Oh, she is out on the town again. Kelly Brook. Otherwise known as, you couldn't have a long conversation with this girl. Because she's not that sort of person. But she's getting over Danny Cipriani. He's having a whale of a time without you, Kelly. Funny that, isn't it, love? But uh, there you go. You've always been publicity hungry, and now it's come back and it's bitten you on your ass, And that's what we laugh about. You know, it's, it, if, if you make your living through selling stories to the papers and being photographed going out, there is a way to actually have a relationship in show business and not go out on the town. You know, you can actually do it. You know, you can be a bit like Peter Andre, a virtual hermit. You know, almost monastic. You know, and you stay in because they've got nobody to go out with. I mean, where would Peter Andre go out for a night out? A boys' night out with Peter Andre? Where would that be? Oh, I don't know. Where would he go? A nail bar, says the producer. <laughs> I mean, I can't think, because Peter Andre's not exactly butch. You know, he's a little bit... Wussy. He's not... He's a bit drippy. He's not butch enough to... Where would you go? You know, he's not going to go out to a, you know, to a bar and sort of start necking back, you know, sort of Ribena or something. Or, uh, you know, Baby Sham. He's, he just, he might, he might have, he could have, perhaps we could get him onto coconut water. Oh, I like coconut water, that's nice. We'll have that. You've left it in the fridge, haven't you, again? No, oh, you're, you're drinking it today, are you? Don't forget, there's another case of this stuff arriving, week Saturday. We'll take it home, because it's cold. But by the time you get ho- co- home, it'll be warm. You've got to drink it when it's cold, so leave it in the fridge at the moment. But I'm, I'm, the more you think about where, where Peter Andre would go for a boys' night out, the nail bar does seem the most exciting place. He's not one for Botox, but frankly, as he pushes 40, and believe you me, he is pushing 40, he's not very adult, is he? He's, he's, he thinks, I think he thinks he's about 22, 23. Mentally, I think he's a bit younger than that. But unfortunately, it, you just don't know who he'd go out with for a boys' night out. Do you think he's able to let his hair down? Or not? I mean, I still haven't watched... Jiki's sort of, you know, he'd be dancing on the floor. I think he's drippy. He can't help it. I mean, it's not his, uh, his fault at all, is it? Um, other stories in the papers. Oh, this is the, the guest story, invited to Jordan's wedding. She doesn't even make front page. Page 23 now, even they're not interested in the sun. Uh, you risk being sued if you reveal anything ahead of the big day. What, Botox old baggage? 
gets married to mm, a really butch cage fan. She liked really butch blokes, didn't she? Dane Bowers was, uh, was a little bit not as butch as you might expect. Alex Reed is definitely a bit wussy. And pe- perhaps she likes those sort of blokes that she can walk all over. You know, the trouble is with Jordan, we've said it before, she tries to sell sexy, but in fact, nothing sexy about her at all. You know, you can... There are sexier girls in this... Well, maybe not in this building, but, I mean, in other buildings, there are probably some... Probably not round here. But there are, there are other people who, who I've seen, seen somewhere, some sexy... On, on the bus? On the tube? Some, somewhere like that. I did see a sexy person once. But I'd, 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 I've done a tube. I did it 1963. I did a tube, right? Taking the mickey out of me. <laughs> they don't use horses on the tube. How old are you, horses on the tube? You're thinking of when you were a coal miner's daughter, and uh, I was never... Oh, God, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I watched Adrian Childs at the World Cup again the other day. God, he's rubbish. I didn't realise how boring you have to be to be Adrian Childs. But uh, I bet Christine's sitting there going to all her friend, uh, oh, what are we going to do? Because if I get any of these really serious conversations... Because they're going to do away apparently on GMTV, or whatever it's going to be called, uh, with the celebrity-type interviews. In fact, actually, when I was watching Lenny Henry the other day, and as I say, I've had to change my opinion. I've changed my... A little bit low-cut, that. Can I try and cover up a bit more tomorrow? Thank you. I am religious. I am religious. Thank you. And, um... A little bit too much bosom. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind, but you opened the door and they arrived in before you did. <laughs> oh, that'll be a report to HR. <laughs> I love that idea. It's, 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 sometimes I amuse myself in the morning. I think you have to on this station. Uh, Steve, does Dagenham still have girl pipers? Of course they do. They're world famous, the Dagenham girl pipers. Good God. What do you think? It's some throwback to the 50s. No, no, no. Absolutely there. Uh, John Terry's wearing flight socks, says Steve. Probably getting ready for the trip home. I think, do you know, to be honest, I don't know why they're going out. What's the point of putting on the outfit? Dreadful. Uh, Joyce says, I've got to have a cortisone injection in my painful heel today. Very scared. Oh, that is so going to hurt. That is going to be real agony. Actually, I've never had an injection in my heel before. I don't know what... What's... Oh, I don't know whether that will hurt or not. Actually, if it's, if it's painful to start with, the injection can only get better, can't it? I did my injection yesterday and I went, ow, oh, blow. And sometimes you do it in a party of... I mean, I'm so bruised. If you come down to Big and Hell, I might show you. Uh, Des says, why have you stopped drinking? Um, because I just felt like doing it. I saw, I've, I've stopped having sex and I stopped smoking. Well, I say I've stopped having sex. It stopped having sex with me. And, uh, and so I've decided to stop drinking now, so I might as well really depress myself. Uh, and I've lost loads of weight. The weight is, like, falling off. I mean, I'm... You know, next thing... I don't have sugar now. I'm diabetic. I don't have... Oh, here we go. Um... Yes. No. Oh, no. Not sure about meat. No. No. What did I have yesterday to eat? Is it funny? You can't remember the day after what you have to eat. What the dickens? Oh, you had salad, didn't you? Oh, lovely. Salad again. Day three in the Big Brother house. And what did we have? Salad. Actually, I had a salad. I've, I've, I didn't have a salad yesterday. But the life of me, I cannot remember what I had to eat. I think it was sprouts again. <laughs> I have a feeling it was sprouts. I'm taking a break. This is El... Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Welcome along. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. Happy birthday, Sir Jean, to my husband, Roger, who is 65 years young today. Why do we say that? Why do we say 65 years young? <laughs> you really mean 65 years old, don't you? But I th- do you know, I don't think 65 is that bad now. I think 65 is the new 20. I've decided. I think it's, it's very good indeed. So many happy returns of the day. You want Hotmail, Jean? Imagine at your age. Uh, Darren says, I'm glad you got the budget wrong. Thought I was going to have to switch from Merlot to Lambrini. 
I know, that was a bit touch and go, wasn't it? Phew, crikey, at least you can still smoke and drink and put petrol in the car. Although the rate it's going, it's cheaper to drink petrol. Because I, luckily I went in. Do you know what some garages do on budget day? Do you know what they do? They close. And you know why they close? So that they can hang on to the petrol that they've got. Because they know normally on budget day we all drive into garages and there's queues a mile long to fill up the tank at pre-budget prices. And so what a lot of them do is they actually close so they can rip you off. That's what they do. And so I went into a garage yesterday and it was closed. No, 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 closed. You think, well, why? Why are you closed? Because you're trying to rip us off on the budget. Luckily, there was no increase. I'll go to another garage, but they hadn't come through either. And, uh, and I filled up the car and I filled it right up to the top. Then I swallowed a bit of it and I thought, right, if, if necessary, I can regurgitate the petrol later on. Um, can you get me an introduction to Martina, says Steve in Harlington. I'm skint. Well, Elton John used to be the same. Elton John, they always said if, if you became Elton John's boyfriend for a while, when you split up, you got a present. I think somebody got an ice cream bar. He generally buys cars and stuff like that. It's all in an effort to stop people selling stories about you. And it's a kind of, look, we, we might have split up because really I'm not interested in you anymore. And, um, and they go, well, I'm going to go and sell my story to the paper. And you think, would you really want to do that? Because most of Martina Navratilova's conquests uh, were married women. In fact, I remember when, when one of them called Judy turned up at Wimbledon with her two sons. She t- she'd left the husband to shack up with Martina Navratilova. Oh, God. But anyway, and so she was sitting there. Anyway, that, that one finished ages ago, and she's had quite a few since then. But they all get their, their payoff. But then one of them went on to write two books about her. It's, it just doesn't kind of pay you if you're in the media now, or you're a celebrity, to actually go out with anybody. Because people then generally write about you and say, oh, you know, we went round to so-and-so's place. And you think, oh, God, get over yourself. Get over yourself. Uh, a metal detector fan sparked terror at a car boot sale by flogging live World War II grenades. This was at Aylesbury in Kent. Crowds were evacuated and the bomb squad raced there. Bargain hunter James Gray said the guy said he found the grenades in France. Yeah. When, the, when people say they find things in France, that means he was digging on a, on a war grave site and found stuff like that. Dreadful. A boy of 15 stabbed his best pal to death after he called him a pussy on Facebook. These are sort of people of limited intelligence. Uh, the youth knifed Salom Combo in the chest over this pathetic insult because he couldn't take the loss of face. And so because somebody called him Pussy, he then thought that was worthwhile killing somebody. So anyway, luckily we sent him to prison for 14 years. Why can't we just send him to prison for life? As far as I'm concerned, it's a life. You've taken a life. You go to prison for life. You know, your life is over. You know, do us all a favour. Just disappear. It's just absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? Because, you know, because of name-calling. Louis Walsh had a Queenie fit the other day, walked out the X Factor because they wouldn't put through one of his uh, singers because he always goes, 100% you're through and they're generally rubbish. And the others didn't put him through, so Louis stormed off, came back for the next act, which was interesting. Uh, Victoria Beckham is planning to get fruity on her next summer holiday uh, with Sky One's camp hit Pineapple Dance Studio. She's never seen it but uh, pal Emma Bunton has been raving about it to her. So apparently Posh, once a keen dancer herself... Let me run that past you again. So, Posh, once a keen dancer herself. Okay, and one more time. Posh, once a keen dancer herself. When was that? She couldn't dance for Toffee and the Spice Girls. She could barely manage to walk backwards and forwards. She was a bit like that group, whose name I can't remember, who just walked backwards and forwards across the stage. But Victoria Beckham, a dancer. Don't make me laugh. God, dear, honestly, it is absolute rubbish. And it's a bit late now, isn't it? Uh, Ron says, uh, just in case you want to know, Steve, Argentina will meet Mexico in Cape Town, Brazil will meet Spain in Johannesburg, and England will meet France in the airport. Ah, thank you. All right. I've really got to do something about that outfit today. Uh, so, wearing it yesterday. 
Yes, but yesterday you had an accessory with it, didn't you? A jacket. You were wearing your, your Yasser Arafat outfit, no, weren't it? Wasn't. Was, was it? Was it a jacket with it? Yes. Your wardrobe's an absolute modern miracle of what you can do with fabric, isn't it? I mean, it really is unbelievable. It must be like a diner in the morning. She opens the door and sits there with a divining stick going, Mmm, um, um, tell me which jacket to wear, um, that one. You sure? Um, yep. And so out it comes and she puts it on, regardless of what she looks like. She will not... T- she's, she's on a metre at the moment at home and she won't put the shilling in in the morning to turn the light bulb on. So she sits there. She's got a small lighter that I gave her, eight for a pound in the pound land. And she goes like that in the wardrobe and looks... And if she can't see it properly... She's blind as a bat. Refuses to wear glasses. Refuses. One of these sort of people, you know, a little bit vain, won't wear the glasses because it's face furniture. Spoils the overall look. Trowels on the makeup. Like there's no tomorrow. Uh, Abbott, Steve, sent her kids to private schools because she no, knows there's no discipline in the Hackney school. No, she's a champagne socialist. It's a case of don't do what I tell you. You know, sorry, do do what I tell you, not what I do. Trish says, I'm recovering from a cold. And I'm just surprised to find my paracetamol and aspirin packets have Braille on them. No, they haven't. That's the manufacturer's thing, dear. That's so it can read it through the machine. It's not Braille as Braille as you know it, I'm afraid. It's just, um... It's a thing that comes out so that they can identify the packets on the machine because they whiz through at a rate of about 500,000 a minute or something. Uh, Jan says, I've got a picture of my cubs at 5.15 playing in the garden, three of them. Lovely. Uh, Rebecca says, uh, Stephen, my partner, and I think you're great. The people in Big Brother, if they had a brain cell between them, it would be lonely. It is true. And um, Maggie says, where can I find you on Saturday at Biggin Hill? Uh, I have no idea. It's a huge sight. It's a huge sight. I have no idea. <laughs> um, Janet says, I saw a very nice green Bentley in the outside lane on the M40. Gave it a wave in case it was you. Wasn't. Wasn't. <laughs> but it's nice to wave at people, though, isn't it? Hello! Actually, somebody waved at me the other day. I was in the car. Where was I? I was going through Petersham. And somebody hooted and waved, so I waved back. You know, like, hello! <laughs> I like doing that. Uh, Steve, I did see a picture of Jordan the other day. And because of the cosmetic procedure, she's starting to look a little bit like the mild version of Jocelyn Wildenstein. She looks like that normally, I'm afraid. Uh, here they all are. Uh, it's, the, uh, it's the big brother rejects the stupid, the, uh, the people who are infirm, the ones who really couldn't get arrested outside because, as you say, they don't have a brain cell. Uh, David Mitchell is being turned into a cartoon. Good. He's frankly a bit bored with David Mitchell. He's very sweet, you know, very nice, but I think we've had enough now. And uh, the format of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is to change for the first time in its 12-year history. And yes, they are burning down the Queen Vic. They're going to burn it down in Easter. Did you yawn? Did you yawn? I find that absolutely unbelievable. Which bit have I just said was boring? OK, they're just about to burn down the Queen Vic. Ah, I know what it was. I mentioned Big Brother and, and uh, the format of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in the same breath, and that's, you're right. I also yawn when you go, oh, Chris Tarrant back on the television. Oh, how dull. Although, watch Lenny Henry. He actually wasn't... I mean, I have to take it back on that. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan at all. I never thought he was funny. I never thought Katanga and anything like that was remotely funny. But, as a chat show host, he's actually not too bad. He has interesting guests on, and they're a bit better than some of the other ones. I mean, the, the, some of the worst ones, Peter Andre, who unfortunately thinks he's bigger than the guests, and that's where you get a problem. The moment the host thinks they're bigger than the guest, and Peter Andre hasn't learned the word humility or humble. And so while that's happening, Pete, you know, your, your career's going to stay static. You know, you might go out and a few sort of dysfunctional women will stand there and go, Pete, Pete, Pete. 
because they think they stand a chance of going out with you. Well, most of them are dysfunctional. You'd have to to buy a ticket to a Peter Andre concert. I can't imagine on the strength of one hit single what he does. Perhaps he just does cover versions of, you know, of sort of children's songs or something. I don't know. I don't know what he does. I've got no, couldn't care less. Just know his agent must be working overtime to get him the money. But, uh, and then we watched poor Stephen Mulhern, who did it, I think it was Nadine Coyle. Hi, yeah. Sort of like a sort of a slightly more sophisticated version of Christine Bleakley and better looking, although that doesn't take too much. And um, Stephen Mulhern was useless. You don't need to put two people together. You know, Stephen Mulhern hosts on television. He's done his own programmes. Nadine Coyle's got no experience at all. And frankly, Stephen, they were using you as the patsy because you should have you should have kicked her, kicked her. On. Shut up. Let me, t- you know, because you, you you're better than her, much better. You're working more than her. And, uh, and now we've got Lenny Henry and who else have we had? Somebody else, I can't remember who else. Anyway, you, you've, you've now got Denise Van Outen and Melanie Sykes. God, Mogadon time. Absolute Mogadon time. Uh, Denise Van Outen, who's actually, she used to be called a ladette, which is how the relationship is, I should imagine, with Lee Mead, the husband, because, I mean, she's, she's much more feisty. Than, he's a bit, he's a bit wet, Lee Mead, a little bit wet. You know, he's not, he's not, you know, just because he did, I close my eyes, drew back the curtain, ooh, you know, that. That's not exactly sort of, you know, way into a career, is it? Although he's in Wicked at the moment, but it's not a major part. Uh, down at uh, GMTV still, Emma Crosby and Kate Garraway are in two minds over what they do. Because now that they've wasted this money signing up, they say £4 million. Pounds. Won't be worth £4 million. No way. I mean, they're not going to give her a primetime Saturday night show. I mean, if you believe that at the moment, Christine, I mean, frankly, love, you're not up to it. You're certainly not up to it. And unfortunately, ITV thrive on ratings. David Dickinson's chat show, one of the most god-awful things we've ever seen on television, has been axed after one series. Thank goodness for that. They've, they've decided he's better with antiques. I could have saved you the money. And uh, now they're saying that Christine Bleakley's going to be hosting primetime shows with no experience at all. Traditionally, women cannot host primetime shows. The, uh, the general public don't like them. They might want them in the morning, but I don't think they do. Because most people who watch the GM watch GMTV for Andrew Castle and probably to a certain uh, aspect Ben Shepherd, they're not going to be watching Christine Bleakley. The critics will have their knives and pencils sharpened for her because it's going to be the most boring piece of television. It's going to be like TVAM was when it first started. Where it's good morning everybody. This is day one of TVAM, and it's going to be like that because they're both boring as hell. Kate Garraway must be sitting there thinking, wait a minute, I'm an experienced person. I'm very good. I mean, you remember, I mean, I don't want to be rude about Christine Bleakley in any way, shape or form, but uh, her TV career started as a runner, then she trained to be a floor manager. That's where they had people go, three, two, one, coming to you now on camera four. Dropped out of her politics degree course, and her only taste of journalism was on Belfast City Beat, reading out the news on a show she presented. Now, Kate Garraway and Emma Crosby were due to meet executives yesterday to talk about their future. I suspect there probably isn't one. I suspect the future will be, would you like to cover for Christine Bleakley when she's not here? Perhaps she's out having her nails done, or perhaps when she's out talking to Frank Lampard. God knows, having watched him being interviewed on television, their, their conversations must be nothing short of pitiful, I'm afraid. And, um, oh, Gavin Henson has spoken for the first time since his split with Charlotte Church, saying that's the way it goes, because he's, he's really bright. And uh, the Welsh rugby star was partying at Richard Branson's pre-Wimbledon party and said he was focusing on launching his TV career. Of course you are, sweet pea. You're going to be a TV presenter. 
You're going to be a bit like Rav Wilding. You know, probably quite pleasant to look at, but dim, dim, dim between the ears. And Gavin, but at least you can put on loads of makeup and make yourself look really attractive. Unfortunately, I think uh, your TV career is, uh, you know, you'll probably end up living or something like that, and they'll probably stick you in OK magazine, and then you know the level. Meanwhile, Kerry Katona has gone apoplectic. There is a show which Channel 4 are running, and I think it's tomorrow night, and it's been made by Mark the ex-plank of a husband, on Kerry Coke Toner. And what they've done is they've got her ranting, shouting at her kids, I'm going to smack you round the face, uh, off her face and most of it, and she's trying to get an injunction. She's failed miserably, of course, and it will be shown on Channel 4 tomorrow. This is a woman who systematically milked the publicity, and all she wants now is to get her career back. And I'm shouting at the television, I'm sorry, dear, what career? What career did you have? You never had a career. You were always a waste of space. You were never any good. You're just one of life's little losers. But you've managed to systematically shove most of Colombia up your nose and therefore lost a fortune. Ha, 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 ha. Your own problem. Your own problem. Uh, Jonathan Levi will join us very, very shortly. And we go through some of the, uh, the papers. We'll have the uh, horse racing later on. We'll find out how we did. Is it, is it going to be a Mars bar day? Or is it not? And somebody says here, I happened to listen shortly on Sunday and was astonished by your comments that you didn't know Algeria had a national football team. Ooh. Did you know Slovenia, Slovakia, only has two million people in the country? Did you know that? No. I'm sure there must be some fact that you don't know about. Somebody called Selincourt. Is that a name or a disease? Selincourt? What on earth is that? And says, um, it's very easy. England, Algeria, Slovenia, Yanks. So that's it. So you didn't know they had a national football team. No, but I bet there's loads of things I know that you don't know. 14 to 6. These are the headlines. The Chief Secretary to the Treasuries defended the VAT rise in the budget as unavoidable. Lib Dem MP Danny Alexander says the increase is the only alternative to deeper spending cuts. The company which looks after three tube lines is going to the High Court later to try and prevent a strike by its staff. Workers at maintenance firm Tube Line are due to walk out for 48 hours from 7pm. Let's make or break for England at the World Cup later. They must beat Slovenia to guarantee their place in the knockout stages. Check on the state of the roads. It's Matt Jones for you this morning. Thank you, Steve. Good morning. We'll start off in Hamilton. Used to be a sex change. I'm telling you, it really did. 13 minutes to, uh, to six. Where do you think the name Kerry came from? Hardly Kerry Gold, was it? Uh, here at LBC, we've teamed up with Sky Broadband to give you the chance to win a 32-inch HD-ready Samsung television. Woo! As well as a netbook, and because it's now easier to switch, you get Sky TV and broadband for a year too. Listen to Nick Ferrari at breakfast all this week for your chance to win. Do you know, he's got so many competitions running on that show at the moment. Even I'm losing track of them, so uh, good for him. So that's uh, Nick Ferrari from 7 o'clock this morning. That's it. Turning up at Wimbledon yesterday, Grace Jones. All the officials there went, who are you? Grace Jones. Who the hell's she? Apparently she's got some concerts uh, coming up. Uh, Noreen will you, says, will you be watching the football? Highly unlikely, it has to be said. Uh, the Peckham Finishing School is on tonight on BBC Three, but you'll be tucked up with Teddy. Maybe you can get somebody to Sky Plus it. I'm not, sh- not sure my little heart can take that kind of thing, I'm afraid. Uh, I, I, I quite like the idea, but I just see it as being... Car crash television. Absolutely. And I do not believe that men's pyjamas are making a comeback after Guy Ritchie was pictured in them. 
I mean, ridiculous. Anything to get a bit of publicity going down at Debenhams, where they go, oh, yes, since he was, he was pictured wearing pyjamas, men are rushing in to buy pyjamas. No, they're not. No, they're not. Oh, dear. Do the Lib Dems have a high libido? And they've dragged out poor old Lembit Opic, the poor, desperately unfunny sap who, luckily, the public saw through and uh, went, we're not voting for you, Sweet Pea, again. And so they didn't, which is good news. Uh, private schools are paid £110,000 by the council to help teach state pupils. Oh, I, don't know, I must send that article on to Diane Abbott. She, she'd love that one, wouldn't she? Can't bear her, can't bear her. Uh, another one here. Uh, this is uh, a US citizen born in Pakistan who calls himself a Muslim soldier, admitted carrying out the failed Times Square car bombing, and warned that unless America leaves Muslim lands alone, we will be attacking US. They're so stupid, some of these people, aren't they? They really are. You wonder where their brains are. We've all got a rough idea. Daft, 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 I'm afraid. And then a team of off-duty policemen broke up a, a gang brawl after a game of cricket on Hampstead Heath. Said they were just doing their job. There was about two groups of 40 teenagers carrying knives on Hampstead Heath. Who are these people? Can we have photos so we just know to, uh, to avoid them? Make it a lot easier, wouldn't it? Make it a lot easier. And uh, we lost one of my avid listeners the other day, the lovely Virginia Courtney who passed away a couple of weeks ago. And uh, she was a long-standing member of the CAA and one of my avid listeners. Oh, dear. Her funeral is uh, tomorrow in Kingston. So, uh, our commiserations to all the family and to everybody down at the CAA. It must be as gutted as everybody else, I should imagine. It's terrible when we lose people. Absolutely hate it. I really do. Nick Ferrari this morning. This morning, uh, after George Osborne delivered his first budget, Nick will want to hear your reactions. To be honest with you, if you smoke, drink and put petrol in the car, you've got nothing to worry about. However, if you're a top earner, you're going to be a little bit worse off. I think everybody's going to be worse off eventually by, you know, varying degrees. And uh, plus, as the England squad gets prepared for its make-or-break World Cup game against Slovenia, what are they going to be doing to prepare themselves? I don't know what they're going to be doing because they're just, just not up to it, I'm afraid. Uh, he'll be finding out how much difference it'll make to the economy if they go through. And, of course, you can tune in for the final chance to win tickets to the FIFA World Cup final. Uh, the Dutch police using decoy Jews to stop attacks. They'll be talking to Josh Howey, who is uh, a Jewish comedian who's performing his show Grand Slam at the Edinburgh Festival this summer. And, uh, strangely enough, Justin Urquhart-Stewart is talking about the England game, our last chance... Why Justin Urquhart Stewart is a particular fan of England or something? Strange person to have on the line for that one. And uh, another one here, uh, and this says, I'm a new listener, and this is uh, Jonathan from Slough. Poor soul, honestly, Slough. Come bombs, rain on Slough. He says, and I went out to look for coconut water, and I found it in Holland about a 4 49 with a second one half price. Ha! Huh? Should have gone to Witten High Street. No, I'm not telling you about Witten High Street. So I went in there the other day, and, I was, and I've ordered it. And it's about the only health food shop there. And I like the little independent health food shops because I feel like they make more of an effort. And uh, so we got loads of it. Producer can't believe it. A fridge full of the stuff. Uh, in fact, now we've got almost too much coconut water. <laughs> but we quite like it anyway. So it's, it's good news, isn't it? Uh, Daily Star today. Get the cheers in. Woo! England! England! Must be there this afternoon. Is it, is it this afternoon we're playing? I don't know. Because <laughs> they did a bit on the television the other day. What time are we playing this afternoon? Is it about two, about three o'clock? Strange enough, they screwed up on Emmerdale. Because they film weeks in advance, and they said, oh, I'll, I'll be watching the England game tomorrow evening, says Kane Dingle. 
and I thought, I don't think you will, Poppet. I think you've had it in the afternoon. The moment I, I heard it, I thought, oh, you made a mistake. Oh, look, Colleen Rooney with the Croydon facelift haircut. There's so much you can do with your hair, isn't there, Colleen? If only you would. And wearing another outfit, which was obviously clearly designed for somebody with a figure. And sandals, dear. Sorry, it's not really the look. It's very sweet, but, you know, if you're going to wear an outfit which probably costs, you know... Enough to sort of sort out a third world country's debt. You're going to have your hair scraped back with your expensive glasses. And holding... It's so lovely, because she obviously misses Wayne so much, she's holding a little Shrek in her hand. She's lovely, isn't it? She's got a little Shrek with her. Yeah, really cute. If only she realised the implication. Poor soul. And uh, even, the, even the Daily Star have said she's holding the Shrek-like doll. Remind you of anyone, Colleen? Because uh, he really is not desperately attractive, is he, at all? Not attractive. Uh, other stories. This is Kerry Katona. Uh, terrified her new image will be shattered. What new image? I'm sorry, there is no new image. Only what the, uh, her agent's punting out for us. But no, she's still exactly the same, uh, the same girl. Exactly the same girl, I'm afraid. And so uh, this is going to show her weeping, gurning and slurring her words. <laughs> Just like good old Kerry Katona. Good old Kerry Katona. But, uh, she's desperate to move her new man into her pad. She's known him a um, matter of hours, so she wants to move him in, and he said, no, he doesn't want to leave the security of his mum and dad's home in Cheshire, because she picks them, doesn't she? And uh, a friend said, this will be the agent, uh, Kerry's feeling isolated away from her family and friends, but no, she has to stay in the South for sake of her career. I asked the question again, Kerry, love, what career? You have no career. You never had a career. But uh, she wants her, her painter and decorator uh, to take on posh houses, she doesn't want him looking like a white van driving manual labourer. Bit like you then, love. Looks a bit like you, doesn't he? No point in going out your depth, Kerry. We know what you are. And he is white van man. Because he earns about £150 a week, apparently. So he's obviously not a very successful painter and decorator. Which is good. Uh, the BBC... We're going to talk Glastonbury in the next hour because Steve Hargrave's going down there. But uh, he'll just be one of about three people going from Sky. Whereas the BBC uh, are sending... Uh, I think 404 people to Glastonbury. To be honest, that's just about as many people as watch it. It's got the most pathetically piddling little audience. But uh, you have to put up with it, uh, because so far they've sent a 1,000 staff on freebies. And uh, the good news is that's with your money. That's with your money. That's how the BBC waste your money. Because so far they've got uh, tennis and you've got Sue Bark. It's quite sweet in this lovely suite that they've built. Uh, for uh, overlooking uh, Wimbledon, which is lovely. You've got John McEnroe, who looks very young. John McEnroe looking very young at the moment. I know, he does look very young. Uh, Tim Henman, who's looking very old. And uh, and Boris Becker. Mm, how long did it last in the broom cupboard? Anyway, I only ask out of curiosity. And an elephant never forgets. You know, I, and if I live to be 37 and three quarters, I will always remember... <laughs> Boris Becker and the broom cupboard. Always. Always, always. And here she is. Oh, Derek Hoff's in town. Remember Derek Hoff? He's going <coughs> out with <coughs> Cheryl Cole. You remember, that's the, he's the dancer with the dog under his arm and a tight white T-shirt, because he's really butch. Anyway, he's spending more time in London auditioning for a West End play. Right. I don't think as an American we really need you in the West End, Derek Sweepy. But uh, a, court, a source close to the American uh, told us, following his break in Tanzania with Cheryl Cole, he'll do anything in his powers to spend more time with her. Well, you know, that's very lovely. But surely, if you're auditioning for a West End play, which I don't believe, of course, that's hardly going to be spending more time with her. And also, she doesn't want somebody trailing around after her, does she? I mean, she's a huge, huge, successful star. She's woman of the decade. 
I mean, she is absolutely the next thing to the Almighty, who, according to most American teenagers, is going to be making an appearance in the year 2050. 2050 is when they say Jesus will return to Earth. From where? I've got no idea. But he's going to return to Earth, and, of course, nobody will be around in 2050. Not anybody listening to this programme at the moment, I wouldn't have thought so. Here's Peter Andre. He's off to uh, Las Vegas to escape Jordan's wedding. And uh, he's going to go there with, with some friends. And we ask the question again, what friends, Pete? Who are your friends? Who are your friends? Full interview and new pictures on that in the latest issue of OK Magazine, which we don't bother buying anymore because, unfortunately, it is just Kerry Coke Toner, it's uh, Katie Price and dreary Peter Andre. And, frankly, I'd rather not waste my time and money. It's, it's gone so downhill now, it's almost irretrievable. The Queen's had her money frozen. She only spent £1.2 million on um, catering and hospitality, which I thought was very good value. Very, very good value. 700,000 spent on garden parties and 500,000 on food and kitchens. I mean, she entertains 50,000 people. I mean, that's really good value. The producer agrees with me as well. She thinks that's the best value ever. She likes that. And she's a big, big fan of Her Majesty, because she listens to this programme all the time, sitting in the kitchen. And uh, if you're listening, uh, Your Majesty, good morning. And uh, thank you for listening, because she loves a bit of gossip. She loves it. Every time I mention her mum, the, she, the, the radio goes up again. He's talking about her again. You know, he likes that, because she's got taste. Simplicity. Morning, team. Nice to be company. Welcome to... I've lost track of what day we're up to now. I think it's Wednesday. LBC 97.3. The sun cometh up, and the sun goeth down in Leicester Square. Uh, we had a nice cup of coffee. It's quite... Do you know, that coffee's a bit perky in the morning. I've discovered that. Somebody said the other day, coffee's very good for your heart. I'm not really sure whether it is very good for your heart or not, but I have... I generally have two cups a day. No, I tell a lie, I actually have four cups of coffee. Jonathan Levi's with us. Good morning. Good morning. Four cups. I've just realised I have two here... I have one at quarter to... I'm a creature of habit. Tea in the morning. Quarter to six is a cup of coffee. Generally, about this time, another cup of coffee. That's a recent thing, having the second cup. Because I just kind of need it. She doesn't approve, because she's vegetarian. But there was a thing, wasn't there, in the paper about if you drink two or three (laughs) cups of tea or coffee every day, that does make you live longer. Does it? Apparently. Oh, fantastic. Well, there you go, then. Commissioned (laughs) by the International Research (laughs) Development for Tea and Coffee. (laughs) Fantastic. I love it. But then I, I go home, and then I have a... A Starbucks coffee. Yeah. Don't um, you get free shots? Cause yeah, I get free shots. Well, I have Starbucks, I have s- tall, skinny, dry, extra shot cappuccino. Right. And then at lunchtime, I have another one. Do you ever have a sugar-free hazelnut shot or a no, caramel? No, I don't Almond. do any of those. No, I don't do any of those funny syrups. No. They're quite nice. Are they? Well, sometimes. I just, I'm just, I'll tell you what I used to have last summer, and the, no, not last summer, summer before. It's a thing, that, it, it's strawberry something, and it's just juice, which they do with ice. And it's got cream on the top. Well, that sounds to be around the twist. Frappe. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's a chai tea latte or whatever it is. It's, yeah. it's, it's not, very, not very good for you. Well, it's certainly not very good for me. No. And um, so that was that. Anyway, welcome to Wednesday. Lovely, beautiful this, day this morning. Isn't it lovely? The sun was coming up. I looked out my back bedroom window and there were six fox cubs playing, really? on, playing on a roof. There's obviously a huge pack of foxes near where we live, and they know, they know the time, they know to, to play when they, no, people aren't up. Really? And they, they were literally... I took a little photograph of it on my phone, although they seem very small and distant on my phone. Oh, uh, you need the new app on the Apple oh, iPhone. You can do... Can you zoom in? You can zoom in. Uh, well, I've got it anyway. Yeah, you've got an old one. So, uh, <laughs> so and there were literally six fox cubs... On a roof. All, all on a roof, playing like children, just capering. 
in the sunshine. Somebody else sent me an email earlier this morning saying that they'd seen um, foxes. They had three three cubs out in the garden. Yeah. Is it the time for fox cubs then at the moment? I suppose it must be. There was a sort of older one and then there were six, like, all play fighting. Six cubs. Yeah. You see, the trouble is now, there's so much food out there for them that they don't need to go foraging or killing too much stuff. They just need to break into bin liners. Yeah. I saw pigeons the other day. In fact, twice I've seen them on the corner of Waterloo Bridge. You know where we normally cross over from Joe Allen's? And there's a Tesco there. Well, there's all these bags of rubbish. And the pigeons sit on it and they rip the bags apart yeah. now to get at the food that's in there. They can obviously smell it and they get the, the food out. When I used to live nearby Marylebone Station, I, I saw once saw a fox crossing Marylebone High Street. Oh, I've seen them in Twickenham High Street. What, in daytime? It was daytime, yeah. Yeah. Or sort of early evening. Yes, we had one with Mange that was in the daytime, and it sat outside Woolworths. And I saw, the moment I saw it, I knew it had Mange. You could tell its fur was falling out and everything yeah. else. And I thought, oh dear, don't go anywhere near it. No. Not very nice. Not very nice. Uh, Richard says, I thought you might be interested to know Gavin Henson, Steve, is about to appear in a programme on Bravo called Gavin Henson, Human Guinea Pig, where, where he's subjected to various experiments to do with electricity, including 25,000 volts to the head. Quite. So there you go, he says. How the mighty have fallen. Oh, I know. I think we're going to be bored. Actually, that's... Just, oh, I've just realised, actually, because I've got the wrong person in the studio today to tell about Gavin. Because you probably signed Gavin Henson for a programme, wouldn't you? Oh, no, not my... No, no. Is we're going to agree on something again. Oh, really? Yeah. Come on, blimey. This is very worrying here. Are you sure? I thought Gavin Henson would be right up your street. No. People that infuriate me, generally, you book for programmes. <laughs> did you see... I, I, did, I, did, I did admit that I, I got it wrong. I did watch Lenny Henry who's doing this, they've called it the Lenny Henry five o'clock show, and I'm not sure if that's a new interpretation, whether the others have got the five o'clock show with who so-and-so, so-and-so, but it's got Lenny Henry's five o'clock show. Right. He actually wasn't bad. No. He actually wasn't bad as, as a chat show host, because it's not, as you know, it's not easy to make it look natural. Oh, thank you, Papa. You look so nice this morning, don't you? Sorry, I'm having to do this. You look really good, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I must have gone from one extreme to the other on this programme. <laughs> uh, Steve, I think Kelly Brook is lovely and seems a very nice person. Wouldn't mind a weekend in Broadstairs with her. Yes, you like Kelly Brook, don't you? I was, I, was, I was with Kelly Brook only the other night. Yes, I know. Whereas the papers said she was off to Cipriani. He, she she wasn't. wasn't at Cipriani. No. To Gordon Smart, he, she was at Cipriani. She was not at Cipriani. She no. was with myself and, um, and Steve Hargrave was also there. At, um, upstairs with the roof terrace on the longest day of the year bar on Argyle Street. Right. I, I could... Oh, uh, Argyle Street. Mm. Oh, where, where the Palladium is. Yeah, exactly. Just was that for Jonathan Shallot? Yeah, Jonathan Shallot. John, where party. was my invite? I've re- I'm not going to sit next to you at dinner ever again. Oh. Uh, 84850, steve at Uh What's the difference between the England team and a tea bag? Answer, a tea bag stays in the cup longer. Lovely, thank you. We've got them all today. Mm. <laughs> uh, Derek Hoff, cha- trained at Italia Conte. Uh, he's a strict Mormon, Steve, is he? Well, it'll be a bit of a shock. We've had... I remember a very good Mormon story some years ago about a lady called Joyce McKinney who captured a Mormon and, uh, and chained him to a bed. Do you remember this story? It's probably a bit before your time. I don't remember Just, that. yeah, it's, it's very well known. Joyce McKinney fancied this, this young Mormon lad and so because of his strict upbringing and his no sex and things like that, she decided that she was going to push the boundaries. So she captured him and got him round on some pretext, chained him to the bed... And uh, thus his life unfolded, unfortunately. <laughs> Strange. Um, so that's... I didn't know he was a Mormon. It's a good story, if it's true. It's a very good story, and the papers haven't picked up on it, but that would be very funny, I think, at the same time. Uh, and by the way, it is Braille on the medicines now. I'm not sure about the uh, Braille on there. I thought it was for the uh, for the computers as they, as they whiz it through. There you go, I don't know. 
a good price from the Queen. Does she shop at Iceland? I don't know. You see, I think 7.9 million to the Queen's household budget. I think that, that's good value. Very, very good value. I think we, we get a lot out of the royal family. I like the Queen. Not necessarily in favour of all the other ones, but I think she's very good. We'll let Jonathan have a wander through the papers in one second, having now told us that he, uh, he was out with Steve Hargrave. Uh, Jonathan, what was Steve Hargrave doing there? Just drinking champagne in the really? sunshine, it's enjoying outrageous. himself. Honestly, he never phoned me to tell me. Uh, but, but he's off to... Um, Glastonbury? Glastonbury today. In fact, when we speak to him in a few minutes, he will be in the car, whizzing his way through. So we'll find out more after this. News headlines with Sam Pittis. The Chief Secretary to the Treasury has defended the VAT rise in the budget as... Don't forget Nick Ferrari at breakfast, giving you the opportunity of a lifetime. You could win an all-expenses-paid trip to attend the FIFA World Cup final in Johannesburg on the 11th of July. It's all thanks to FIFA World Cup official sponsors, McDonald's. Uh, be sure to tune in from 7am if you want to win this incredible prize. How lovely. Jonathan Levi's here. We're trying to get hold of Steve Hargrove. But I, I suspect he, he might have either gone to sleep in the back of the car on the way to Glastic. Poor soul. He, he didn't go to bed till about half past two this morning. Oh. He has these ridiculous... What time did you go to bed? You said you were going to bed early. Oh, bright and early. I was in bed by ten. Oh, were you? Oh, very good. Yeah. By ten? Yes. I was in bed by seven. Oh. Seven o'clock. Yeah, but you have to go all day, don't you? Yeah, and sort of... put two children to bed and all that <laughs> kind of thing. Well, you've got a wife who can do that. Well. She can put people to bed for you. Okay, what we'll do, we'll have a look through the uh, the papers in a moment, and uh, we'll have a chat to uh, to Steve as well. Uh, Christine says, uh, have you heard the father of Amy Winehouse is about to release an album? He's released it. It's yeah. dreary in the extreme. He's not got a bad voice, though, Mitch. Oh, I'm sick to death of it, honestly. Go back to driving a cab, Mitch. I'm, I've really had enough of it, I'm afraid. Really had enough of it. Uh, 84850stevedlbc.co.uk, and, uh, and Steve just does join us now. Morning, Steve. Hello, good morning. Are you, in the, back of a, are you in the back of a car? You caught me in between cars. I'm jumping from one to the next. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, excellent. <laughs> it is an exciting journey. I feel like we should have updates all day on LBC. Yes, I mean, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't realise that you were out ogling the other day. Uh, ogling Kylie? You, no, no, you weren't ogling Kylie, no. <laughs> I thought that's what you meant. No, no, no. You were ogling Kelly Brook, weren't you? How? Yes, I know you have your spies. I know you have your spies. No. Yeah. I know exactly who your spies are. Yeah. I'm just, uh, I didn't realise that you were ogling her bottom the other day. See, this is wrong, right? Just can't a guy go out and have one night out yeah. without being, uh, you know, being picked on. That was yeah. my night off. <laughs> and, oh, right. Uh, you, oh, so it's different. If, if it's a night off, you're allowed to ogle bottoms, are you? You send your spy in. And, I and listen, I you. didn't need to send him in. There was, there was joint ogling going on, I think. Oh, joint <laughs> ogling. Yes, I, I have yes. to admit there was I'm joint I'm not sure what the plural is for yeah. ogling. Yeah, he, he, he does actually admit there was joint ogling. <laughs> I mean, the trouble is, I mean, I've seen her before. She's very sweet, but she's not exactly in the brain department. She's lovely. I won't have a bad word said about of my Of course you won't, though. because you were ogling. That's why. <laughs> you're, you're an ogler. <laughs> she was wife material. Let she was what? From that, ang- from that angle, she was wife material. Wife material? <laughs> well, she's 30. She's a bit young for you, isn't she, I think? She had thigh-high leather Christian Louboutin boots. Oh, did she? Does that make a difference? Well, she I have some thigh-high... Christian yeah. Louboutin boots as well. Nobody's ever mentioned mine. I've seen them. <laughs> yes, that is true, you have. <laughs> Mind <laughs> you, I think you've seen most of my outfits. Anyway, first piece of music. We've only got one piece of music, I'm afraid. Yes, I think so. We, I mean, Glastonbury, obviously, that's where I'm kind of in the midst of my journey too, but I haven't got very far. I think I'm uh, 
just down uh, Dulwich. <laughs> so, uh, right. not that far left to go until I get to Glastonbury. We're going down there today to see the football, the 40th anniversary of Glastonbury this year. Have you ever been? You've never been, have you? Me? That's a silly question. Yes. You're mad. Yeah, that's a silly question. I'll move on. I don't, can't believe I asked that. <laughs> No. Five of you attempt doing that? No, no, no. No, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't mind. But you remember one year, didn't you do something in a Winnie Bago? Yeah, there's. Uh, well, we stay in a cottage down in Pilton, which is actually makes that that little bit more pleasant. Yeah. If you can escape the mud, apparently the weather's going to be all right this weekend until Sunday. Well, it may it may rain, I think, um, on Sunday, but yeah. they reckon it's going to be a nice, vaguely sunny one. So hopefully we'll be okay. Um, but uh, yeah, there's there's 180,000 people down there, so. Not the sort of place you want to be if you don't enjoy that. 404 of them working for the BBC. It's another one of their great freebies. Yeah. <laughs> and you're actually yeah. going down to, uh, with, with how many people in your crew? We, well, this is it. The, the BBC has how many, mind you, they cover it well. We're only doing brief things and there's uh, one, two, three, four of us. Yeah. Two camera editors and then me and Amy, my producer, who's just staring at me because she wants me to get in the car, so... Once I get in the car, we'll play the music, shall oh, we? Oh, OK. Well, let's have the fir- first piece of music. <laughs> yes, this is uh, a band called Av- Avi Buffalo. I think that's the one we've got anyway. Um, they're playing on Sunday on the... Uh, I think they're playing on the park stage. Uh, get down there if you're getting down Glastonbury. They're a young band from California, um, but you can see them at Cargo as well. So they've just got had their debut album out, and this is a song called uh, What's In It For Me? I think, something like that. Have a listen. Do you know, I like that. It's I like that. It's summary, isn't it? Yeah. Are you in the car now? Yes, I'm, in, I'm, I'm positioned in the car. We're just playing with a sat-nav, actually. Right, uh, OK, to find out where you're going. <laughs> that long journey down. Oh, dear. Well, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't mind that at all, Steve. I quite, so that's A.V. Buffalo. Yeah, A.V. Buffalo, and that's their debut album that came out. I think the lead singer's 19. Right, so, no, I, I like that know, a lot. Things to make us feel old, basically. Yeah. Now, I, I, I know that we mentioned Kelly Brook, but, of course, officially you're in love with... Kylie. Kylie. I, I, I know me. another day. You really are fickle, aren't you? My God, at least I'm consistent. Fickle's <laughs> the polite way of putting it. Yeah, yes, fickle is. You're right, friend. actually, as I know you so well. <laughs> so uh, you, you interviewed her on Monday. Yeah, we interviewed her on Monday, and, yep, she was lo- absolutely lovely. She's, I think she's around a bit this week. I believe Jonathan Ross is doing her stuff, but clearly that interview's going to be rubbish, and mine's better. Yeah, oh, uh, I could, uh, but, absolutely. Yeah. But it goes out on Monday. I tell you what I did see the other day. It was a bit yeah. embarrassing. It was on the Lenny Henry show where they send out ordinary members of the public because it's made by Paul O'Grady's yeah. company, and they send them out to interview celebrities. So they sent out this woman from Welsh Wales uh, to yeah. an interview Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, yes. Well, to be How honest with go? you, I mean, the poor soul can barely string two words together, and that's well, Aussie. That's, that's how we had our one. i tell you what, that was, that was a bit of an edit I had to do on that one, but... Um, yeah. it's, we, I, I, I found him... I was watching it. It was very interesting. There was a feature in the paper the other week where he was talking about Sharon and how she yeah. wants to do television, and he's not interested in television. And he said, yeah. if Sharon wants to do this, he said, and I'm not interested, and we have rows about it. Because she's... Yeah. I mean, I said before that what she's doing is she's making sure that when he goes... And frankly, based on some of these interviews, it can't be long for this world. Oh, uh, it's um, she has to have a career because she yeah. was the one who masterminded. If, if if he disappears, she's got nothing. But based I'm on these interviews, he, he's not very good. Yeah, I'm not convinced about this whole thing about them making a film of him. I don't. I'm not <laughs> I'm totally not convinced sure that either. That's happening, uh, especially when they said Johnny Depp was going to play him. Although he said that was rubbish. Yes, he has said think, that. But did, did you find him uh, strange to interview? I. 
he was very pleasant, but it mm. was weird. I, I remember be, doing it and not really thinking about the fact that I couldn't understand what he said. And then I watched it back and I couldn't understand what he no, said. No, I mean, I watched this woman interviewing him. She, she was just doing a, you know, a, it, it turned out to be about a three-minute a three interview interspersed yeah. with clips from the album. And, yes. and to be honest, it was just one of, you know, the interviews, oh, you're, you're marvellous and wonderful, and will well, you give me a hug and all this kind of... He didn't appear to know where he was. Yeah, well, the, the, the album's uh, an acquired taste. Yes, I think what he's doing is is carrying on, you know, he was the Prince of Darkness when he was in his reasonable kind of biting-the-heads-off-chickens modes. Now <laughs> he's, he's an old, way-past-it person, still doing the same kind of stuff, but looking like he's some shuffling old man. <laughs> you know, go, Sharon! How old? 61. He, he did actually admit during the interview, he said, some days he said, my voice is there, and other days it's not. <clears throat> yeah, well, that's the thing, though, he said that to me, and I think he, I saw a few other interviews where it was one of those things where... He said the same. They obviously say the same thing to everybody. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, I didn't get anything useful out of it. Yeah. It's a shame, really, but, uh, you know, I, there you go, he's got an album out, I'm sure somebody will buy it in America. Probably bigger in America than over here. Yes. Because yes. somebody was saying about the house over here, he said, yeah, I love it. But we keep getting effing burgled all the time. He does the... Uh, Sounds a bit like Adrian <laughs> Charles, I know, but... He does. <laughs> <laughs> Two of a kind. Ever seen him in the same room? I don't <laughs> No, exactly. Uh, <laughs> lovely. So, uh, are you taking... A lot of people inquiring about whether or not you're, you're taking your, your dummy to Glastonbury. Yeah, the, this dummy business, you know, you know... I, You've I started something on this one. This has gone a bit... That photo, yeah. that was, a, that was a, maybe in hindsight a mistake. Yeah. Um, it's not a blow-up doll. Maybe this is the time to... To rectify that rumour, yeah. that, that's not... <laughs> I, 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 I don't think anybody worried about that. We couldn't really kill it. We were more worried about the fact that you actually had one. Oh, right. You know, whether or not it blew up or not, we're not, we're not, you know, not too bothered. She keeps me company on those long, cold, lonely la, nights. La, 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 like la, Kelly or la, Kelly or la, anyone else. La, la, la. Yeah. yeah, all right. So, in, in other she's words... Called, she's, called, she's called Manny, the mannequin. She's called Manny? Yeah. She's la, wearing a big la, 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 la. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a character from Fiddler on the Roof. Me and, me and Ozzy, we live in the same little cloud cuckoo land, basically. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, very, very quickly, uh, Russell yeah. Brand. Yeah, Russell Brand, we spoke to him as well. Surprisingly, actually, that, that film of his is, is funny. I quite like to get him to the oh, Greek. Right. The CD's coming out, the soundtrack, so uh, Russell Brand's singing on a CD yeah. near you soon. Uh, Wireless Festival, Jay-Z's now sold out. That's next Sunday. So right. if you're not going to Glastonbury, you may want to go to the, the other ones at Wireless, but you can still go to... Friday and Excellent. Saturday. That's and who would have realised that Michael Jackson would have turned over a billion since he died? Exactly. If only while he was alive he could have turned over that amount of money. Or is he still alive? He's still out there. <laughs> still out there somewhere. It's a phenomenal amount of money. Uh, the, the mother yes. is still waiting for some of the money to filter through. He left her about £68 million, and that's not oh. filtered through from the estate. I don't want to get involved in all that mess. No. Mess but interesting that that's how much he's uh, generated. As, as they say at the record companies, after somebody dies when they've not been doing too well, good career move. They've yeah. said it to Elvis yeah. Presley and they've said it about yeah. Michael Jackson. <laughs> Listen, have a, have a great time with your team. I will do, I will do. And, uh, yeah, hopefully keep your fingers crossed for the weather or to be nice or bad if you want me to be in lots of mud. Absolutely. Okay. Looking forward to the pictures keep of you with your shirt off. Thank you for that. I'll send you them soon. Bye-bye. Bye. There's Steve Hargrave in the car with the team to Glastonbury. London's biggest conversation, LBC 97. Hello. 26 minutes to, uh, to seven. Uh, the text question today after yesterday's budget, how will you be cutting back? I bet you anything you won't be cutting back. I, think, I don't think people will. They'll just be saying, oh, it was the budget. I'm still going to carry... Because I used to vow if they put cigarettes up to 20 quid a packet when I smoked, I'd still carry on smoking. It wouldn't make any difference. I just w probably wouldn't smoke as many. 
but the budget didn't affect drinkers, smokers, or people who've got a car. Uh, the VAT will go up, and, and the rest of it, very much of a muchness. So, will you be cutting back, Jonathan? Are you? Well, it's interesting looking at exactly what did happen. Short as you, answer. As, as you say, well, uh, no, I won't be cutting back. Thank you. We'll talk about the budget in a minute. OK. Uh, Alex in the horse racing says, uh, great results for the newsroom. So, Sam, very good. Oh, yeah. What's he saying? Non-runner. <laughs> and so you saved two pounds. Better than nothing. So that was good, wasn't it? Well, I said I didn't lose any money. Well, exactly. Change. Total loss, £36.30. Whereas, Sea of Heartbreak, Sea of Heartbreak, time will only knows, won. Of course it did. Tote returned him £6.40. Profit, £4.40. Total profit now, £37.18. Oh. Sea of Heartbreak, time will only <laughs> It's worth it just for that. It's worth it just for that one. I mean, I, really I, I love it when, you, when somebody picks song titles I can launch into my impression. Well, Lily Allen or somebody like that. I'm looking closely here because the uh, the sports desk are on strike today, in f- as far as horse racing goes. Oh, there's a, they'll they'll be. Si- it's the only time in their in their in their careers where they can put their feet up and justify watching the television today, because apparently England are going out there to sort of you know make daisy chains again and then come off the pitch. Well, Full Black will be working hard, even if England aren't. They, well, exactly. Is. He has to work hard because he's out there. Exactly. Everybody else would just be staring at the television today. Well, I've got the paper here myself uh, with the uh, with the, the horse racing tips. I've got a. Clear what I'm looking at, really. I'm just sort of uh, scanning it. I'm going to pick a name and hope for the best. OK, go on. Uh, do you want to do Alex's first, or shall I go for mine? Uh, oh, you're picking both? No, no, no. I was, I was saying... Oh, right. Sorry, wanna... yes, you're right. Sorry, I, I have to do Alex's. I don't want to change the format. Still. No, heavens above. Bless you for Blimey. mentioning and, and reminding me that my mind's going. Um, so, we're off to Bath. Yeah. The 740. OK. Humidor. Win only. Humidor. Mm. OK. Well, Bath... What are you going for, Sam? Well, there's Bath, Carlisle, Salisbury, Worcester and Kempton. I don't know why I bother, but those are the race meetings <laughs> if you're interested. <laughs> uh, I'm going with a 2.30... I'd like to see you saddling a horse. <laughs> Would you? Yeah. <laughs> I, c- I couldn't manage it. I couldn't manage it. I wouldn't know where to start. I wouldn't know what end to start at, to be honest. <laughs> well, put it way, it's the end that eats. <laughs> you're <laughs> facing that. Leave it there. Uh, 2.30 at Carlisle. Funny for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you come up with little gems. If only uh, I understood most of them. Indeed, I try. Right, I you certainly do try. <laughs> do you want the horse? Yes, yes. Of course. 2.30, Carlisle, and it's Toto Scalacci. Fantastic. Spelled Toto's- differently. I think, that's, uh, I think that's actually a name of an Italian footballer, or was once, but it's... Uh, Toto Scalacci. I'm sure it was. I'm not, I genuinely think it was, but oh, it's, right. it's actually spelled differently here. Um, right. It's actually Toto Scalacci is the way they've spelled it. Right. It's obviously inspired by that, so I'm going well, for Toto Scalacci. Listen, if, if you pick it... Good. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else to say. There's not a lot to say. And uh, will you be watching the game this afternoon? I will, yes. Uh, mm. Probably with a few colleagues from work, I should think. Oh, right. Good. Will you be watching it in the pub? Yeah, I expect so. We'll yeah. probably head over straight after yeah. work. Me too. England! England! Over there, you know, ooh, wave me a little flag. Almost convinced then, Steve. Almost convincing, I know. It wasn't too bad, was it, for me? Not bad. I know, I'll try. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Steve. Take care. There's Sam Pittis. And uh, so, going back to the budget, uh, Jonathan Levi. Yeah, so the budget... Is it, is it going to affect you? Deeply? I'm not sure if it really will, actually, because VAT, it was 15%. Well, it was 17%, then they went down to 15 now it's going up to 20 Yes, yes. yes. So that, that, it's, it really... It doesn't really make that much difference, does it, to the price of fish? It's not, I mean... I mean... It's going to affect the producer, she does vegetables. It's just a few pence, really, yeah. uh, across things, so that... that well, and, I think a few, and then so the trouble is a few pence can make a lot of difference well, to some people. can, but then supermarkets reduce things so much. They will. And bulk and all. And also, a lot of food is... A lot of food, not all food, but a but lot of food, food is... most food is VAT-free. I was listening last night, Petri was saying that um, chocolate chip cookies, no, no VAT. Oh, don't, don't. Chocolate-covered cookies, VAT. 
So there's a sort of funny dividing line yes. between exactly what constitutes I don't understand how, how shops or... work this out. You know, somebody you go into a corner shop and they never ring things up in the till. They just put the money in the till. They have the till sort of half open. You think, but how do you work out your VAT on different items? Yeah, so the VAT won't make that much difference. The income tax, £1,000 more on the tax-free allowance. So that's mm. up £1,000 to £7,500. Um, that means £880,000 880, low earners won't pay any tax. But does, does that tax-free allowance apply for everybody? Or is there a th- certain level above which where you no longer get it? That's quite an interesting question, actually, Jonathan. And I think looking at it globally, <laughs> you know, if I was looking at it globally, I, I, I would say yes, yes, and I would say so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether, whether, the whether there's a cut-off. Because I think that if you... Um, <laughs> So capital See Valen talks politics. Yeah, right. Capital, <laughs> capital gains tax. Oh, God. Up 20, <laughs> yes, uh, I mean, so a lot of people were offloading stuff that they were yeah. going to be taxed on. So, you know, if you've got shares and stuff like that, people were selling pre-budget, anticipating. In fact, they had, been, yeah. they had been told that they were going to be... Yeah, because it was said, midnight, wasn't it? The, the that's thing, right. That. Somebody Whereas said to me, some do you have shares? Some of these other ones aren't until next year or the year after. Or well, the VAT like doesn't come in till January. Yeah, exactly. So, that, that's so right. I'm not going to worry about that till January. But the capital gains, I mean, I do have shares, but only in so much as... Uh, my investments are, are shares that the bank buy and sell. Yeah. So I, when I get my investment portfolio, I mean, I don't know what I'm buying into. No. I've got no idea. I just say I've got this much to invest, and they then buy into it, and hopefully it goes up. Alcohol, tobacco, fuel, fine. Council tax, frozen. Mm. Cider. Housing benefit. That's... What is this big deal on cider? Can somebody explain to me why they're so crackers about cider? They go, oh, cider's going to be... And I'm thinking, we had Diane Abbott droning on about cider. It's cider, for God. What, why are we on about cider? Labour were anti-cider and the Tories are pro-cider. Well, pfft. I mean, gives it a doesn't make any sense. I don't it? understand so, that at all. Um, I'm, anti- then, I'm anti-crunches. They Euro- stick to the roof of your mouth. This is good, though, isn't it? Britain will not join the Euro in this Parliament, and therefore the Treasury's Euro Preparation Unit has been disbanded. There was a Euro Preparation Unit yeah. when we weren't even going to join the Euro. Yes. Well, it's good that it's been disbanded. I never forgave them for going decimal. The price of chips went up and they never came down. Yeah. Well, that's enough politics, isn't it? I think so. Okay. Should we talk about... Back to Peter Andre. Anyway. (laughs) Should we talk about Miley Cyrus? I don't know anything about Miley Cyrus. Well, Miley Cyrus, well, she was Hannah Montana. Oh, she's right, that yes. sort of anyway. So now she's trying to distance herself from Disney a little bit and trying to be a bit more sort raunchy. of raunchy. Uh, and um, there was a big fuss the other day because Perez Hilton. Have you heard of Perez Hilton? Yes, Perez Hilton is a blogger. He's a blogger, quite yes. a famous blogger, really, yes. and quite influential in his own way um, to sort right. of planning stories. Anyway, he had a story on his site of of uh, Miley Cyrus getting out of a car, and it looked like she wasn't wearing any knickers. Uh, but so, so uh, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. big fuss in America because yeah. she's only 17 which means that technically that would make him a paedophile oh, so God. then there was a question mark over whether he was going to be prosecuted for putting a picture of a 17 year old on his internet site oh. he then claimed that she was wearing right. knickers it was and an there was a big fuss about nothing she called him an idiot behaving like an idiot and it all seems to have slightly... So, so what have they done? She was getting out of the car out. and somebody had airbrushed them out? Well, either... Or it sort of looked like she might not be wearing any, but you couldn't quite tell. Right. And so... They go into a meltdown in America. Do you remember Janet Jackson? We had the, the bare bosom. Yeah. At the, and the whole of the country practically sort of, you know, collapsed at the same time. Yeah. Made her, her fortune, really. They're very funny, the Americans, They are funny. They? But Misha Barton, have you heard of Misha Barton? I have heard of Misha Barton, but I couldn't tell you why. She was the little girl in The Sixth Sense, and she was in The O.C., and then in recent years she's not done a huge amount. 
Right. But she's still, nevertheless, in Heat magazine and all of those gossip magazines quite regularly. But she, very, very interestingly, has just recently won a court case against an American magazine for airbrushing fat onto her in a magazine shoot. Oh, yeah, somebody told me about that. And that's quite interesting, because that's a new... I think that's probably a legal sort of precedent. I'm not sure if that a case like that has Do they want to make her look more healthy? No, they want to make her look fatter, so they can can say, look how she's gone, you know, how much weight she's put on. Because every time... And we we were looking at a picture, Amanda and I were sort of, you know, huddled over sort of, you know, Woman's Own magazine, and uh, she was looking at the knitting pattern, and uh, and I was sort of going, look, Victoria Beckham looked as though she'd airbrushed to make her look as though she wasn't as rakishly thin as we know she is. Yeah. But she never complained about it. No, well, I think... it's a picture in a magazine. Quite often people don't complain if they are made to look sort of, you know, voluptuous and healthy. But she's skinny. I mean, I've seen Victoria close up. I mean, she's thin. Yeah, incredibly thin. Incredibly thin. Even because if somebody looks normal size, ladies and gentlemen, on the television or in a magazine, they are really, really thin. They're really painfully thin. You have to be so thin. Your wife's thin. Uh, yeah, you have to be so thin to look. <laughs> Lost over that one. <laughs> <laughs> she is though. She is. She is thin, isn't she? Yeah, she is thin. Yeah. I mean, I, I aspire to being that thin. You, but you, you have to be so thin. Yeah. Uh, to look thin. On so if you're on yes, so if you're on television and you look normal, they're thin. Yeah. Because if you're really slightly thin. overweight, you look. Uh, you, you look. look Enormous. Ginormous. On television. I know. I discovered yeah. that on Channel 5. Yeah. I swore blind it was the camera angles that made me look a little bit tubby. I did, I did look a bit large. I did look a bit large. I mean, it was, everybody was, we had Esther McVeigh on and she was like, stick thinner. There's nothing of these people. There seems to be so much pressure on television to be slim. You look at Cheryl Cole, there's nothing of her. Well, I mean, she, she must she be a size four or a six. Or, I mean, she's absolutely tiny. Tiny, tiny. T- that tiny, can't be tiny. healthy, can it? Can't, can't be good news. Quentin Letts is, uh, is in. He's the uh, political columnist for the day. I like Quentin Letts, actually. Talking about the budget, of course. Joe Johnson, Conservative MP for Orpington and brother of Boris, will be in to look at the uh, papers this morning. And are you watching Big Brother? I can't remember if I asked you. I'm not watching Big Brother. No. No, I did watch a bit of the first one, but um, I'm very glad that the franchise is ending. Uh, uh, Me too. Although there's going to be one more... Is there an I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here? Is that still continuing? I can't remember. I'm a Celebrity, by contrast, on ITV. Oh, right, it's on ITV. Yes, I've I've forgotten about that, yes. Uh, Denise Van Outen, I must tell you very quickly, because we'll talk about this in a moment, has blasted primetime female female telly hosts as attitude free auto cuties. Nothing new with this comment, and we've been saying this for 25 years, that they employ people on television who read the news, who look good. And they're auto-cuties. They don't have anything to do with it. They just read what's, what the words are. She claims television no longer has opinionated ladettes with an edge like Zoe Ball. Since when did Zoe Ball ever have an edge? Don't remember that one, dear. She might have called her a ladette because people thought she looked a bit butch. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also says that ITV producers are going for sugary babes like Christine Bleakley and Mylene Class. Well, do you go for sugary babes? No, you don't. Actually, you go for the you go for all the all the rough looking ones. <laughs> Sorry, I mean that in a nice way. Well, I mean, I Peaches think that's a bit harsh of Denise Van Outen. Well, it is a little bit. It's it only because she's trying to get publicity because she's hosting Channel 5's five o'clock, Channel Four's five o'clock show. You for a little really bit. think of her as sort of Professor Van Outen? Uh, I mean, no, she's sort of uh, as bleach blonde and as made up and as sugary as anybody mm. I can think of. Exactly. And pubs lost the edge a little bit. I shall tell you a story in a moment. Quarter to uh, seven. With the headline, Sam Pittis. The Chief Secretary to the Treasury has defended the VAT rise in the budget. 
It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. Jonathan Levi's here. You can head online to lbc.co.uk now and you could win an iPod Touch, thanks to Barclays Business and their Take One Small Step campaign. Over the last couple of months, people have been entering the competition for the chance to boost their business idea with £50,000 and now they need your vote. Head online to view the finalists and for your chance to win the iPod Touch. It's lbc.co.uk. Well, it's very interesting that you mentioned the Denise Van Outen uh, criticising ITV and she doesn't like the preoccupation with autocuties yeah. and so on, because another sort of figure, a sort of taller, more towering figure than Denise Van Outen, Jon Snow, the Channel 4 oh, yes. newsreader, has also slammed uh, the television's obsession with celebrities, saying that celebrity culture is holding back the international news agenda on British television. And um, although he cites uh, the UK coverage of the earthquake in Haiti and a, and a few other bits and bobs, he sort of um, isn't very happy about the preoccupation with footballers' wives and our sort of celebrity-obsessed uh, culture on television, uh, which I'm not sure is fair, really. I, I think no. there's plenty of news and there's plenty of current affairs and there's just a mix, isn't there, really? i tell you what we do now on television. I think we, we, we tend to have these reality shows and we tend to sort of make celebrities out of the people on them. We do, but it's not to the exclusion of serious things. So I think that, that that's what I just don't really understand. The, the, the criticising of television to say it's dumbed down or it's all celebrities or whatever. I mean, you can watch... There's war-to-war documentaries on BBC4. You can yeah. watch more news via Sky News, BBC News 24, than probably ever before. There's mm. BBC Parliament. If you, you, every, you, the fact is you can find everything you want. You can kind of... If you want to watch Living and you want to watch ITV2, then that's fine. But you could spend your whole time watching BBC2, BBC4 and Sky News. Yes, possibly, yes. I think it's just that people see it as a preoccupation... In in this country and we're, we're feeding the young a diet of if you want to be famous and make money now don't bother studying at school get yourself on a reality show yeah but the vast majority of people still want to go to school and want to go to university don't they i mean there's more well, people I'm going sure to university than do, ever before but unfortunately we seem to be putting out a diet on the television i mean i'm watching i mean i was watching the ricky lake show the other day where they had boys and girls on or adults young adults male and female of whom one or other partner was cheating and they go on television and discuss it. Uh, well, we've had a lie detector test. And you think, I couldn't give a stuff about you. I wish you'd all just, you know, the ground would open up and you all disappear into it. Because they're so boring. Somebody cheats on you and they sit there. And one guy yesterday said to his girlfriend, you know, I'm, I'm here today because I want to find out if you're seeing your ex-boyfriend. And I'm thinking, who gives us stuff? Who'd sleep with you anyway? I thought he was gay. Yeah. And, and then he goes, and I'm going to ask the audience if I should stay with you or go. And I'm thinking, blimey, you're that simple. You need to ask people because you can't make up your own mind. Yeah. Well, you know, those shows cater to a particular kind of daytime yeah. audience, don't they? But they've done quite well. I mean, they're the history of the Jerry Springer show and there's Ricky Lake and the Jeremy Kyle. And, you know, they, they do, they're very popular those shows are they really they, they get are, they audiences? do they rate really well yeah oh, they rate really God. really well how, how tedious yeah, and they sell around the world and all oh, that God, so even more so. tedious yeah even more tedious very quickly uh one here from uh from warren who says it's all true about joyce mckinney joyce mckinney was the one who tied up the mormon lad yeah and uh oh, and was tying up mormons again yes i'm sorry about the tying yeah. up but he says my old law firm in whitechapel acted for her in that case huh. He said, I was personal injury executive, with them 34 years. The late Stuart Elgrod was her solicitor. And every time a client phoned to speak to Stuart, we would say he was tied up with Joyce McKinney. Just <laughs> how it worked. Anyway, she was on legal aid and skipped bail. Fancy a name coming up after all these years. I mean, it, it's odd, isn't it? The things that sort of uh, pop up. Um, Paul in Manchester was inquiring about Steve Hargrave's dummy, whether or not she was going to, uh, to, to um, Glastonbury. The answer is no, but he did think about it. Uh, and Jerry says the small shops might use VAT cash accountancy, which uh, reduces the need to keep VAT records. 
just thought they were doing to fiddle the tax bills. <laughs> just thought so, anyway. Um, Steve, uh, you're wearing me out. I had a dream where I was holding your carrier bag, says Lynn, and you did an advert about strawberries. <laughs> People having very strange dreams around here recently. And uh, Joey says... Stop having a go at Katy Perry. We've never mentioned her today, unfortunately. Just you, Popsy. She's lovely, funny and very emotive. I think she'll have an acting career. You do live in Croydon, though, Joey, don't you? I mean, you, you do start off with a base of zero. Uh, Rich in London is going to Wales camping. Oh, you'll be in good company. There's lots of people camping in Wales. Uh, but I will be podcasting the show, which is good news. And, Steve, why don't you speak Mandarin? My father spoke, spoke fluent Mandarin just by having a Hong Kong Chinese stepfather from the age of 11 who raised him in Jamaica. You said you lived in Hong Kong. Aunt Enid should smack your hands. Well, we didn't know about Aunt Enid when we were in Hong Kong. She, she can barely struggle through the English language, let alone Mandarin, I'm afraid. The wags are on their way to South Africa, Pedro son. Colleen, oh. Carly, Zucker, they're all on their way to support the boys. Hardly worth it. They no. might as well just stay here and wait for them to turn up at the airport. Because <laughs> they're not... I'm, I think they're actually going to... Going to come back. Well, tomorrow. you never know. Everyone should get behind them this afternoon. Yes, well, that's the trouble. Everybody's behind them and not in front of them. Wow. Which is, it would be a lot easier, wouldn't it? Our Pats, Robert Patterson. Any strong views about Robert Patterson? Uh, saw him, thought a little bit dreary. Bit dreary. Bit dreary. Teenage heartthrob. They Four love him. Four days people have been camping out in LA outside mm. that cinema where he's going to make an appearance. I get the same here. How about, how about Amanda? Do, what does Amanda think of Robert? Do you like Robert Pattinson. No, you see, she doesn't like him. Oh, she doesn't like him? No, it's not, not her sort of... T- she doesn't know anything about doesn't him. Doesn't know anything about she, him. She, she, she tends to go for the, the most unobvious people. If you go into a party and you're looking at somebody who would fit the bill, he's probably a tattooed truck driver who works on extreme programmes on Channel 5. <laughs> That'd be the one, you know. And she'll go, hello! <laughs> I produce Steve Allen, and it's then you see them running out the door as quick as possible. Midsummer <laughs> murders John Nettles. He's revealed his kinkiest like fan mail made his eyes water. He's mm. a bit of a heartthrob, John Nettles. I like to a particular Midsummer constituency of people. Yes, yeah. I like I like those sort of programmes. You know, ITV's fiftieth anniversary. The Queen. Um, and Prince Philip arrived, and they were being shown around, and the Queen was overheard saying, ooh, is that John Nettles? Really? Because she rather likes Midsummer Murders. Yeah, you see, it's it's a good family programme where you get a good murder in a vicarage or something like that. A lot of people turn up and you think, well, I've seen you before. And it's the most wonderful sunshine, isn't it? Yes. It's just glorious, bathed in... Sunshine, the kind of When they film of them, I can't remember. They always look as though they've done in lovely vicarages with lovely grounds and things like that. Oh, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, it is. I like it all is the autopsy well stuff as well. But John Nettles is leaving Midsummer Murders. Really? Yeah, he's he's because he's being replaced by somebody else. I think he's had enough. He's retiring. Who's doing it? Well, they still make it. Yeah, they are still making them. I know they they do about one or two a year. He films the final scenes in August, and then that's. <gasps> um, do we know who's, who's replacing? Uh, um, somebody will. I'm not sure. Oh. Well, I mean, I did read who it was. So yeah. They have got their replacement, but I now oh. can't think of who No, it is. I'm sorry. He's, he's synonymous with things like that. Yeah. Paul in Manchester said it was Kirsty and Phil who presented the other editions of the Five O'Clock Show. What did you reckon to them? Not a lot, I'm afraid. Not a lot. You see, it's, there is an art to doing a chat show. And I agree, Mr Mulhern, much better on his own. And uh, so there you go. I like uh, Stephen Mulhern. Is that you talking about? Yes, you like... Yeah, we like Stephen Mulhern, but they, yeah. they stuck him on the Five O'Clock Show with... Um, Nadine Coyle, I think, from Girls Aloud. Uh, she was dreadful. Wow. Dreadful. Absolutely awful. And he, he sat there thinking, oh, perhaps I should let her say a bit. Perhaps they were trying to groom her for something. Sadly, no more time. We have to go home. Oh. We have to go home now. Into the glorious sunshine. Into the, it is, look at it. Gorgeous. Beaming in the window. It's going to be 27 degrees today. Oh, God, how vile. She was sitting under the air conditioning, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I do. I don't do heat very well. It's all right in the car, but I can't do with going outside in it. 
But never mind. Oh. Be nice. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you very much. It's Jonathan Levi. Uh, listen, I'm back with you tomorrow morning. Do not forget that uh, you have to podcast the programme. You go to lbc.co.uk. You can learn how to podcast the programme. It's from as little as £2 a month. There's all the competitions on there, all the stuff from the Gadget Guru, and you can have a look at all the contributors to the programme, OK, which will uh, send you to that. You could just, just go through all the stuff on the LBC website. It'll keep you happy for days on end, OK? I'm back with you tomorrow morning. Nick's with you after 7. First of all, the business update with Sam Pittis. Thank you, Steve. The FTSE will open after closing down 52 points at 52.50.